It's time for The Setup, the fastest hour in sports talk here on the Ticket Radio Network. Here's Cade Carlton. All right, welcome in to a Tuesday edition of the show here on the Ticket Radio Network. Cade Carlton, Will Oswalt with you for the next hour. Here on the Ticket, streaming online, 953theticket.com, through the TuneIn app by searching for KNDA. Uh, can also find us Facebook and Twitter at the Ticket Radio and Instagram. It's at the Ticket Radio Network where you can find us there. Uh, coming up on the show today, we'll kind of bounce around a little bit in the first two segments. There is some PGA news out there. Uh, we keep getting more and more NBA schedule leaks, one involving the Memphis Grizzlies we got last night. Uh, so we'll touch on that. Uh, we'll have a conversation at 2.30 with Curtis Wilkerson coming up as well. Uh, so all that and more coming up over the course of the next hour or so on the show. But right now, Will Oswald will get us caught up with some headlines. Brought to you by Plaza Tire Service and a little addition to what you just heard a moment or two ago. Actually, more like about oh, six and a half minutes or in the neighborhood. Central Conference Preseason volleyball honors are out, and the polls, a state pick to finish fifth in the now seven-team Western Division for the 22 campaign. The first for new head coach Brian Gerwig, uh, South Alabama picked to win the West, getting eight of the 14 first-place votes. Coastal Carolina and James Madison, one of the newcomers, tied for first in the East, Shauna clears with seven first-place nods. The Dukes got six. Uh, also, last year's all-conference first-team selection, Macy Putt, made the preseason all-league team. The fifth-year senior out of Ozark, Missouri, the outside hitter, uh, leading the entire conference in total kills, kills per set, points, and points per set in the 2021 campaign. By the way, uh, AC announcing the uh, silver and black scrimmage, the inter-squad matchup. 5 o'clock Saturday, free admission through the yellow entrance, and the season starts in just a week from now. A week from Friday is they will host their annual Simmons, uh, their annual A-State Invitational with UALR, Mississippi Valley State, and St. Louis coming in for that. Of course, the Cardinals off last night, and thanks to the Dodgers, they're up two on the Brewers as they enter play tonight. Uh, Four-hit shutout combined. Four-hit shutout for the Dodgers over in Milwaukee for zip last night. And game one against the Rockies this evening, 645 first pitch pregame, 550 on 95.9. The Wolf hosting Quintana and Kyle Freeland. Uh, the pitching matchup this evening, Memphis at Gwinnett against the Braves AAA club, the Stripers in North Georgia. That series starts this evening. And Arkansas, a four-for-four four trip. In Europe on their exhibition tour, playing, uh, wrapping it up in Italy yesterday over a Danish team, the Bakken Bears, by a count of 70-59, and a former Green County Tech star got in on that action, Skylar Bolin, who's now with that uh, Danish club, played a little under 32 minutes, got nine points, had three rewards, three steals, a couple of assists, uh, game-high 28 for Trevin Brazil, uh, for Trayvon Brazil, for the Hogs, uh, but 30 turnovers. That's one thing. <laughs> they could, who knows how much they could have won by. They'd have held on to the ball a little more, but uh, I'm sure they'll have plenty of time to work on that. And don't forget, tickets for football. Single game and season tickets available. You have the box office call at the uh, red entrance 
at First National Bank Arena or go online at for all the details. And the season starts two weeks from Saturday. Oh, boy. Almost here. Yeah. Almost here. Uh, did mention uh, in terms of just the Sunbelt Conference preseason awards and uh, things that came out today. Uh, no A-State player got in the offensive-defensive center libero of the year. But, uh, again, uh, representation on the uh, all-Sunbelt team with Macy Putt on the all uh, preseason all-Sunbelt conference team. Um, in in that, in terms of like the actual poll, no surprise, but Louisiana Monroe is picked to finish dead last, and they also have the least amount of votes at 18. Uh, App State is second in terms of least amount of votes with 26. So there is still a pretty big gap between App State and ULM. Uh, A-State, by the way, picked to finish fifth in the West with 39 votes. South Alabama, Texas State, uh, and the Cajuns all got a first-place vote, but South Al picked to finish first in the West. Um, in the East, it was a little bit more split. Uh, Coastal Carolina and James Madison uh, both had 90 votes, but Coastal Carolina had one more first, first place vote, and then Georgia Southern was not far off with uh, 67 as well. So uh, the East was a little bit more uh, split than than the West uh, was in terms of uh, in terms of the first uh, couple of two teams there. So, uh, anyways, that's the latest from A State volleyball as the preseason Sun Belt awards were announced. Uh, just. About 30 or so, uh, or I guess maybe about an hour or so ago uh, in A-State. Ten days away from uh, starting play in the A-State Invitational on August 26th against Mississippi Valley State. So, uh, in terms of A-State news, that is kind of uh, the latest uh, The latest there. Uh, one thing that has been interesting in terms of just a national story that has garnered some traction over the course of the last 24 hours. Uh, It's no secret that Tiger Woods is not playing in the uh, playoff events this year in the PGA Tour, and it's no secret that he's probably never going uh, to play in those events again. But he did board a plane today to head to the BMW Championship and it was more so of a deal where he was trying to rally support for the yeah. PGA Tour <laughs> against the Lift. So I'm interested in how what the what the structure, what the dynamic of that is. Uh, if this is a deal where uh, if it's Tiger and Jay Monahan like lecturing everyone on why the Live is bad, or if it's an open forum discussion, or or what the deal is. Uh, but obviously, it's very significant that a guy that is not going to play in this event would take time out of his schedule to fly. Um, you know, he lives in Florida, so this is like in, I don't know, Not, just up Delaware. Coast, yeah. uh, so he's going to fly all the way up the coast of Delaware. Uh, and, and so that's pretty significant. That means this conversation is pretty important, and it is going to uh, kind of determine where where the PGA Tour goes from here. Obviously, it does feel like the PGA Tour has done everything they can do uh, in terms of trying to affect the guys that you, you know declare for the live uh, by you know suspending them and not allowing them to play on the tour, but from a PGA Tour standpoint, uh, they don't run any of the major championships. That's so correct. I <laughs> I'm curious about how much this meeting is 
about getting everyone on the same page uh, and trying to convince some of your major championships to take the same stance the PGA Tour has taken, which has been, listen, if you're on the Live Tour, uh, you are not playing at our event. I feel like the PGA's best chance for this is for Tiger Woods to be an outspoken voice and to be at the forefront of this. Uh, because really and truthfully, he is probably the only one that is going to spark uh, a significant amount of change in in the major championships. Uh, he, his voice is one of the only ones that could probably spark that change. So uh, there hasn't really been anything that has come out of this meeting Uh It'll be interesting to see if if we hear anything later today or tomorrow before the actual event starts up on Thursday. But uh, it is interesting that uh, Tiger Woods is kind of all in on on this meeting and all in on trying to make sure that the PGA Tour is strong and can fight against Liv. Which, by the way, it, regardless of what happens here, uh, the PGA Tour owes a severe debt of gratitude to Tiger Woods because it would have been real easy for him to take $900 million or whatever Liv was offering and just dip and be like, whatever. Instead, uh, he has been one of the more outspoken guys uh, toward Liv and has been one of the more uh, outspoken guys in terms of positivity around the PGA Tour. So uh, it's uh, it's going to be real interesting to see what, what comes of this this week at the BMW uh, championship. All right, uh, we'll go ahead. We'll take an early timeout. We'll come back. Uh, some NBA leaks uh, in, regard, in regards to the Grizzlies that have come out, so we'll check in on that and a few other things after this here on the ticket. We're not ready to go to the closer just yet. More of the setup coming up next on the Ticket Radio Network. EACC's fall registration is underway now, so register today. You'll find the fall semester schedule of classes online at eacc.edu under the course schedule link. Students have the options of on-campus, online, and blended classes for the fall semester. Advising and testing for new students are available on campus and virtually. EACC campuses in Forest City and Wynn are open for registration Monday through Thursday, 8 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Call 870-633-4480 or email at Advising at eacc.edu to schedule an appointment for testing or to meet with an advisor. Choose EACC, where you'll find more support, a better experience, and lower tuition. Register soon. Fall classes begin Monday, August 22nd. Welcome back to a new school year, faculty and students. The road to success starts today, and you can't get there on bald tires. Don't let back-to-school expenses keep you from driving to success. Local Tire and Wheel has the best payment options on the tires you need and the wheels you want. All backed by the area's best customer service. And you asked, and Local Tire and Wheel heard your request. That's why they now offer six months, same as cash. You get the cash price, but you have six months to pay. And if you need longer to pay, Local Tire and Wheel will build an easy payment plan that fits your budget. Plus, there's no credit check and everyone gets approved. So tires are something most of us don't budget for. But when we need them, we need them. And Local Tire and Wheel is here to help. They're your one-stop shop for quality tires and quality service that fits every budget. And don't let those back-to-school expenses keep you from driving to success. Local Tire and Wheel. 1518 South Caraway in Jonesboro. LocalTireAndWheel.com And on Facebook, search Local Tire and Wheel Jonesboro. Professional, convenient, reliable. You can count on it.
it all at Central Buick GMC. Call today to schedule your service appointment. Central Buick GMC service department is open Monday through Saturday. Whether you need an oil change, tire rotation, wheel alignment, brake service, battery inspection, or engine repair, you can count on the service team at Central Buick GMC. Next time your vehicle needs maintenance, remember GMC. Professional, convenient, reliable. Schedule your service needs today on Parker Road in Jonesboro and online at centralbuickgmc.com. At Texas Roadhouse, we love our community and we love giving back. Check out our Facebook page at Texas Roadhouse Jonesboro to see our upcoming Dine to Donate fundraising nights. You get our famous made-from-scratch yeast rolls and local nonprofits get 10% of the night's food sales. It's a win-win. And for the most convenient dining experience ever, download our free app from the Apple App Store or Android Play Store. Order to go, enter our fabulous giveaways, and never wait for a table again. Texas Roadhouse. Legendary food, legendary service. 1813 South Caraway. The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear. Accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. Access to the veterans' benefits they've earned. Accessible homes and vehicles. And access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals, no other veterans organization has provided more real-time, ongoing support for paralyzed veterans and their families. PVA is proud to serve veterans across all branches, all generations, and all conflicts. Our nation's heroes fought for your independence. Join PVA in fighting for theirs at pva.org. Did you know one in three adults is at risk for kidney disease and kidney failure is more than three times higher in African-Americans? If you have high blood pressure or diabetes, you could be the one. Visit the National Kidney Foundation at kidney.org. Now, you know. We're always rooting for overtime round here. Now, let's get back to the setup. All right, welcome back here on a Tuesday edition of the show here on the Ticket Radio Network. Uh, so, I can't remember if it was last week or two weeks ago, but there was a video that went viral from Major League Baseball where uh, a Pirates player, Rodolfo Castro, yeah, was sliding into third base, <laughs> and as he was sliding into third, there was something that came out of his back pocket. And you watch the clip, and, you know, they zoomed in, and you you figure out it was a cell phone. So he had a cell phone in his back pocket, and so there was a lot of conversation about, well, what does the MLB do here? Because technically, you aren't supposed to have your phone on you uh, during the game. But also at the same time, like, it's not worthy of a 10-game suspension or something crazy like that. Uh, So, Major League Baseball said that they are going to suspend him for one game. However, Castro has elected to appeal the suspension. So uh, the suspension, I guess, will be on pause until uh, after that is over. But So uh, he's going to get one game for sliding into third base and his phone falling out of his pocket, which I don't think is that big of a deal, right? You just use it as an off day, whatever, you move on, it's fine. Uh, but apparently he does because he is appealing the uh, he is appealing the suspension. So uh, 
Anyways, that's your that's your new ground rule for if you have a phone in your back pocket sliding into a base and it falls out. Make sure, slide in, suspension. make sure you slide in head first uh, as opposed to on your butt because yeah. you better have some good insurance if you just slide yeah. in regular. <laughs> I wonder if the phone got cracked. That's a good question. Well, it didn't fall very far. Yeah, it didn't fall very far. It's like it probably didn't fall six very inches, hard. Six yeah. inches tops, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so the phone probably didn't crack. So I mean, it, it again, like it's one, it's a one game suspension. So you use it as an off day and you move on. Like that's that's it. Uh, I don't feel like losing one game's worth of a paycheck is going to be that detrimental. But you never know. I mean, the guy is young, so he's probably making like twenty thousand dollars a year or something because uh, that's what Major League Baseball wants to pay all minor leaguers. But anyways, uh, so yeah, one game suspension for. Um, for that, which I did think was was kind of interesting. Um, in terms of other news uh, that has kind of come out over the course of the past uh, day or so, we did get information today that tomorrow at 2 p.m., the schedule for the NBA for this upcoming season will drop. Uh, we do know at least three right now of the Memphis Grizzlies games. First off, uh, no time, but we do know they are going to be playing on Christmas Day against the Golden State Warriors. Yes. Uh, that that has been something that has been out there for a couple of days. Uh, the second thing we know is that on October 19th, which I believe is a Wednesday night. Yes, uh, October 19th, which is the Wednesday night, is the home opener for the Memphis Grizzlies, and they will be taking on the New York Knicks. And just coming out over the course of the last three or four hours, uh, the Grizzlies are also confirmed to be playing on the Martin Luther King Jr. Day slate on TNT. Uh, it's Heat versus Hawks in Atlanta and Suns versus Grizz in Memphis. So, three of the 82 games on the Memphis Grizzlies schedule are known, and we'll figure out the other 79 tomorrow at uh, at 2 o'clock. But it is interesting uh, to see more... Uh, Definitely more marquee and more national games, at least so far, on the uh, on the Grizz schedule. I mean, that Suns-Grizzlies game on MLK Ooh, Day is boy. a really good matchup. That is a really, really good and fun matchup. So, uh, that's the latest there from, from the Grizz. Uh, again, tomorrow at 2 o'clock, I think they're doing a special on NBA TV where they reveal all of the uh, NBA schedule for this for this upcoming year. So uh, that'll kind of work out good tomorrow because we'll have a whole segment where we can kind of talk about how the Grizzlies are going to go 82 and 0 next year and uh, not lose not lose a single game. So, uh, anyways, that uh, that's the latest from from the from the NBA. Uh, so that so last night, I guess it was. I, like, I got on Twitter and I saw the news about the Grizzlies hosting the Knicks for opening night. I thought, oh, that's cool. That's awesome. And then scroll up a little bit more and see what is probably the greatest NIL deal in the history of existence. So, uh, Nebraska football has a wide receiver whose name is DeColdis Crawford. Um uh, he kind of blew up a few years ago because he was interviewed on, uh, I guess, the local news station wherever he went to high school, and the clip of his name just kind of blew up on Twitter. So, uh, was like a four-star, I think, receiver, so pretty good, and committed to Nebraska over the course of the last uh, last year, and is going to be a freshman this year. Now, uh, the bad news is that he has a knee injury and is not going to play at all this oh, year. Oh, no. So he's going to be a redshirt freshman. But the good news is 
that he has more time to make more uh, air conditioning commercials now that he is on uh, the IR and not going to be playing this year for Nebraska. Because yesterday, Dakotas Crawford uh, made his, I guess, NIL debut by partnering with um, an AC company in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, obviously, with a name like Duck Holdis, you would expect that this would be <laughs> Possibly, a perfect yeah. NIL deal, or an ice, ice plant, or something like that. <laughs> it it was just it was just spectacular. It uh, he mentions the name Duck Holdis, you know, two or three times. Says this air conditioning company is going to make your house Duck Holdis. Uh, the acting is terrible, but it's so terrible <laughs> it's funny and good. So like everything about this thirty second commercial, like this is what NIL deals are supposed to be. This is whatever the NCAA. You're not the NCAA. Whenever everyone set out to make the whole NIL deal a reality, I think this is what they had in mind when they when they thought about commercials was having a guy named Dakota Crawford doing a commercial for an air conditioning company. So uh, that was just incredible content. It kind of blew up on Twitter last night, and it was uh, just just incredibly incredibly great content and fun stuff uh, to watch. Dakota Crawford with the greatest uh, use. Uh, NIL, maybe, maybe in the history, maybe in the one year, one and a half year history so far of uh, of the NIL being in being in existence. But that was not the only college football news that came out uh, today. In fact, I guess somewhat nationally uh, or somewhat locally, we had a little bit of college football news, and that is the fact that Bad Boy Mowers is going to be the sponsor of this year's Pinstripe Bowl. So there you go. Uh, wow. A little a little yeah, northeast yeah. Arkansas. Headed for the Big Apple. Wow. Yeah. Big time. I mean, do we consider Batesville northeast Arkansas? Uh, pretty close. Yeah. So northeast, just north central. North central Arkansas. A little north central Arkansas action in um, it, at Yankee Stadium this year. So it's the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl inside uh, the monstrosity that is new Yankee stadium this year. So, uh, I, I did think that was pretty cool to, to see a, a company that's based like an hour and a half from here, whatever, to get a, uh, sponsorship in, uh, in a bowl game all the way out in, um, in New York. So anyways, that was fun stuff to see, uh, earlier, earlier today in regards to, uh, college football. Uh, it does feel like, just kind of checking in on MLB, it does feel like everything we have gotten out of Major League Baseball over the course of the past few days has not been great news. Uh, obviously, Sunday or Saturday, whatever day it was, you got the news about Fernando Tatis uh, being out for 80 games because of the whole performance-enhancing drug deal. Uh, his dad now has said it is... Uh, catastrophic that his son's reputation has taken a hit like this and says all of baseball loses with his son suspended for 80 games for something that is so insignificant. Uh, it, it It's kind of hard for me to call it insignificant when it literally violates uh, the prohibited banned substances list in, in Major League Baseball, especially, giving, especially given how much of a deal the steroid era was in Major League Baseball and how everyone knows now that they take it so much more seriously uh, post-steroid era and any 
any type of violation like this is automatically going to be an 80-game uh, suspension. So it is hard for me to feel bad for Fernando Tatis. Uh, is it a little bit harsh? Maybe, but also, like, literally look at what you're taking and don't violate the rules of and Major League Baseball. He fessed up to that. That He, he didn't, didn't. He didn't read what was in there. And, and yeah, hey, I, I give him credit for that. I actually have a little bit more respect for Tatis than I did uh, when the news first broke because he did put out the statement that – he didn't know what was in there. He should have looked, and it was it was on him. And at least he owned up to his mistake. Uh, his dad's not helping him, no, calling it catastrophic that his son's reputation has taken a hit. So that was the first thing. The second thing that came out yesterday, I think a couple hours after we got done with the show, was that uh, Walker Bueller, oh, Dodgers yeah. starting pitcher, is going to have season-ending elbow surgery next week. So... Obviously, that's a big blow for for the Dodgers. Is it the end-all, be-all? No. But losing a guy that is your number two guy in your rotation um, is is not great if you are are the Dodgers. Now, Dustin May is expected to come back. I think Saturday is when he is making his debut. So uh, you get one of the guys that... uh, you know, you expect to be a really good starter back in Dustin May, but you also lose Walker Buehler. So that was uh, that was some bad news yesterday in Major League Baseball. So basically, the NL West, along with the New York Yankees, are all kind of in the midst of being a tire fire and falling off uh, because the Yankees are two and eight over their last ten games. Uh, so yeah, it. Uh, been crazy to kind of follow along with some of these storylines over the last few days in Major League Baseball. We will uh, we'll look more at uh, what's going on in Major League Baseball tonight. Uh, look at the schedule. Look at what happened last night uh, in the final segment of today's show. But right now, we will go ahead, step aside for a timeout. When we come back, we'll have a chance to catch up with our friend Curtis Wilkerson over at Hawksports.com after this on The Ticket. We'll be back faster than it takes Cade to hit the retweet button. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? The Setup continues right after this on the Ticket Radio Network. Crack screen on your phone or tablet? It's going to be okay. It happens. Get it fixed up and protected at Cell Phone Station in Jonesboro. For all screen repairs on your smartphone, tablet, iPad, or Apple Watch, call 203-0993. All iPhone screens replaced in 20 minutes. Oh, yes, just 20 minutes to have it back looking like new. While you're there, check out Cell Phone Station's selection of phone and iPad accessories, shock-resistant and waterproof cases, tempered glass screen protectors, chargers, pop sockets, wallet cases, and slim covers for most phone models. Generic OtterBoxes start at only $25, and they're always buy one, get one free. Come on by. Get your iPhone fixed in just 20 minutes at Cell Phone Station. We buy and sell AT&T, Verizon, and Straight Talk phones, and make sure you ask about our custom engraving and embroidery, all done in 20 minutes. Cell Phone Station in the Highland Shopping Center at the corner of Red Wolf and Highland in Jonesboro near Fuji Steakhouse. Cell Phone Station, home of the 20-minute iPhone repair. Get your iPhone back glass fixed now at Cell Phone Station. Go by for details. Farmers, harvest will be here before you know it, and Pico Foods is ready to buy your new crop corn in Milo. Before you book, call Pico, a fourth-generation family-owned business and the eighth-largest poultry producer in the U.S. Pico Foods buys direct from local producers at always competitive prices. Pico believes in supporting their own agricultural community and right now, they're buying new crop corn at Milo. Call today. In Arkansas and Missouri, call David Durham or James Chester, 870-202-7101. In Alabama and Mississippi, call Craig Bird or John Taylor Hickman, 601-670-9383. 
Manufacturing jobs are high-paying, high-tech, and more competitive than ever. ASU Newport in Jonesboro teaches the skills you need for today's manufacturing facilities and machine shops. Right here in Northeast Arkansas, in just 10 months, you'll receive hands-on experience in computer numerically controlled machines, computer-aided machines, machining, plus the training needed to maintain these high-tech machines. Get started on a high-tech, high-paying career in advanced manufacturing technology today. Apply online at asun.edu. That's asun.edu. Hi, Grandma. What's for dinner? Hey, honey, I'm making stew tonight. Ooh, can Nina come over? I'm not sure about our new friend. I wonder if there's been any drinking going on. Alcohol at her age can lead to so many bad things. I've been meaning to ask you, what would happen if someone offered you a drink? Grandma! This is hard. She's so young. But I know I need to talk to her about it now before someone tries to give her alcohol. If anyone ever does offer you a drink, I want you to say no. I have too much respect for my family, and I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. Really? I promise, Grandma. I love you, too. Okay, how about tasting the stew and telling me what you think? Mmm. Some children may try alcohol as young as nine years old. It's not too early to talk about drinking. For tips on how to begin the conversation, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. There's a monster under my bed. There's a monster in my bathtub. Mine is on my dresser. There's a monster in the kitchen. For a child with asthma, it can seem like monsters are everywhere. There's a monster in my pillow. There's one on the rug. The fact is, their next asthma attack could be triggered by something as innocent as a teddy bear or a dripping faucet, even a bath toy. I don't like monsters. Fortunately, there are simple ways you can help prevent their next attack. From putting stuffed animals in the freezer to kill dust mites, to drying bath toys and turning on the bathroom fan to prevent mold. They're easy to do, and they're part of a complete plan that could help you put an end to your child's asthma attacks. Learn more at noattacks.org or call 866-NO-ATTACKS. Make the monsters go away. Because their next breath is in your hands. Brought to you by the EPA and the Ad Council. It's the fastest hour in sports talk. Now back to the setup on the Ticket Radio Network. All right, welcome back here on the setup as we continue along on a Tuesday edition of the show here on the Ticket Radio Network. We're halfway home on a Tuesday show, which means it's now time to go to the right fiber hotlines by Riddick Communications and check in with our friend Curtis Wilkerson over at hogsports.com. Curtis, how are you this afternoon? I am doing well. It's good to be on with you. Well, good to catch up. Uh, a lot to catch up uh, with you on, given that uh, the overseas trip is now uh, over for Arkansas men's basketball, still in the midst of fall camp for football. Uh, but we'll start first with uh, with Arkansas men's basketball. They got four games in uh, in their in their overseas trip. So, what were kind of your overall takeaways uh, from what you saw out of uh, the Razorback men's basketball team? Well, first of all, it was a, I mean, it's just a great experience for those guys and you know we've talked about it i think it was very needed you know this kind of trip it, yeah. it can only come around once every four years uh boy this is the perfect time for you know a razorback team that's got a
and we thank God just because you're comfortable and I think the world will really enter me. Friends, we're losing the game. I think they were down at the end of the first quarter and whatever, but uh, you know, it was, I think you saw some losses that just really were traditional items out of Memphis or Tyler Field just never anybody thought you'd go, oh yeah, I can see it. They look really good. And, and you saw some treasures too as you start to pull your hair out uh, <laughs> because of some of the mystery and some of the things that are going on there. And that's the beauty of Memphis in mid-August, right? And but I think you know, what really stood out to me is, is you know, the way that this team runs uh, and gets on Will Sproul in transition, and they do that. They're just so hard to deal with. Uh, Anthony Black mixing with his guys in the backcourt, just tremendous playmakers, uh, guys that can play above the rim. Blake Matthews is a facilitator. I thought they both looked good. Nick Smith is just such a gifted scorer, uh, can really do it at every level. You know, you see Sean Phillips, fantastic catch shooter. Just getting to the rim, the explosive separation can knock it down. Andre Hibbins, Zachary Stokes, uh, really impressive first year for him. Uh, you know, Trevin Brazil, uh, holy cow, he was incredible yeah. yesterday. You know, they played a, a team there, you know, a Danish professional league team. Uh, good, good team. You know, they've got a lot of pros, a lot of former Division One players, veteran, older guys. Uh, Brazil went nuts. I mean, he went for 28 points and nine rebounds. He's 13 of 15. Uh, from the field, which sounds absurd, but when you're dunking everything, I, I guess you know, you're going to be a little bit more efficient. But, uh, you know, that breakout performance there by him, uh, I think really raised a lot of eyebrows around the country because this is a guy who showed a lot of promise as a freshman at Missouri. People thought, you know, hey, this guy might have a you know pro potential with his size, his length, and his versatility. Uh, when's he going to put it all together? Is he a year away? Has he arrived? Well, I, I think he showed flashes that, you might be a little bit ahead of schedule, and that's a good thing for Razorback fans. So uh, good things there, and obviously things to work on, too. A lot of turnovers. Arkansas averaged 21 turnovers per game. Uh, some of it was the FIBA rules. They were getting called for yeah. some travels there that probably don't get whistled in the United States. But at the same time, you can tell that these guys are not quite in sync when it comes to playing together. Uh, that comes over the course of time. But a lot of, you know, uh, right idea, wrong pass, or, or good pass, but, you know, one guy zigging when he should have zagged, and uh, just some miscommunication and things of that nature that I think they'll clean up. Uh, and then, you know, three-point shooting, I, I think it's still a concern uh, for this Razorback team. It was a struggle last year. You know, Nick Smith is really good. He was 39%. He made nine three-pointers in the four games. The rest of the team made seven combined. Uh, so it's something to keep an eye on. You know, you don't have to be a, a super high volume Golden State Warriors kind of shooting team yeah. three, but you got to be able to knock them down there a little bit. And so they're going to have to have some guys step up and, and grow some confidence over the next couple months from beyond the arc. You know, you mentioned the turnovers and just you know, kind of reading y'all stuff at Hog Sports and just scrolling through Twitter. It does seem like you know there were three or four different guys that were handling the ball at different times throughout the course of the week overseas. So. I mean, that's. Do you think that's something that is going to continue throughout the course of the year, or are we going to see more of, you know, a one-point guard role, or is this going to be an offense that has three or four guys that brings the ball up the floor? I really do think it's going to be three or four guys that, that bring the ball up the floor, and you know, right now uh, that can get a little bit clunky, maybe at times. Yeah. And you know, we talked about it; these guys are still used to playing together. Uh, but you know, Eric Musselman said after one of the games that he really liked the lineup. That had Nick Smith, Anthony Black, and, and Devontae Davis in the backcourt. And he told those guys, hey, share the point guard responsibilities. I don't care. You know, whoever gets the rebound, the outlet, whatever, push the ball up the floor and initiate the offense. Uh, 
Uh, and I think once you settle in and guys kind of get a feel for playing with each other and, and you know, these guards uh, who are all playmakers, they can all really pass. And I think they're all capable of facilitating. Uh, once they figure out, you know, where, where's the hot spot for my teammates? Where's this guy going to be? Where do I need to find him and feed him? Once they figure those things out, I think when you have three guys capable of doing that, it puts a lot of pressure on opposing defenses. So, yeah, there were times in Spain and Italy where, you know, maybe a little bit of uncertainty out there. Uh, but I think as they move along, it's going to be a strength for the team. And, and, yeah, I do anticipate that all three of those guys are going to kind of share the role throughout the course of the year. Talking with Curtis Wilkerson over at hogsports.com. So Razorbacks wrapped up their foreign tour in men's basketball and now a couple of months out from the start of the season. But we are just uh, about two weeks or so away from the start of football uh, for for Arkansas. Obviously fall camp going on. We've seen the team get more uh, into full pad practices now. So what have been some takeaways, some observations so far as we continue to go along in fall camp? Yeah, well, you know, things are just just moving along, you know, according to schedule for the Razorbacks. Uh, you know, over the weekend on Saturday, they held their first scrimmage. That's always a big deal. Uh, 110-play scrimmage. It was it was thud up and not full tackle, but that's still physical practice, still a lot of contact. Yeah. Uh, and there were some, you know, some pretty interesting takeaways there. I think, first of all, you're starting to see Arkansas maybe – uh, answer some of those questions in the receiver room. You know, we're, weren't sure what life after Traylon Burks was going to be, but, uh, you know, some big plays, you know, as we're told, and this was close to media, but we were able to gather uh, some statistics and, and then obviously talk to Coach Pittman and, and several of the players. Uh, but it sounds like KJ Jefferson had a big day, a lot of big plays throwing the ball. You'd like to hear that. You know, it, we know that once we get into the season, KJ is going to be a threat with those legs. You don't do that so much in practice. You don't want to run your quarterback out there. But you want to see him sling it around a little bit, and it sounds like he did. You know, Matt Landers, uh, the transfer from Toledo who started his career at Georgia, had two long touchdown receptions. One of them was 50 yards and one of them was 65 from KJ. Uh, that's good. You love to hear it. Uh, Warren yeah. Thompson, a returner, had a 40-yard touchdown catch. Jaden Hazelwood, a 25-yarder, the, the transfer out of Oklahoma. Uh, and then Trey Knox, the tight end, the receiver turned tight end, who's up to 245 pounds now. He had a couple big catches in the passing game. So uh, good to see that some of those receivers are starting to build some confidence and, and a little bit of camaraderie there with K.J. Jefferson before the season starts. Uh, and then, you know, on the defensive end, you're hearing some good things about some of the new guys, some of the transfers. Drew Sanders, uh, the transfer linebacker from Alabama, had two sacks. Uh, that's good for a Razorback team that struggled to get to the quarterback at times over the course of the last couple of years. Uh, and then Jordan Dominic, the transfer out of out of Georgia Tech, defensive end. You know Arkansas needs some help there uh, in terms of, of getting a pass rush going. This guy who was running a lot with the third team, you know, early on throughout camps, probably getting his feet wet, getting used to the system. But he's slowly and steadily been climbing up that depth chart. He's been running with the twos a lot more uh, since that scrimmage. So maybe he's the guy that's really starting to emerge for the Razorbacks as well. It's been interesting because, you know, got on hogsports.com today just to kind of read up on some of the latest from fall camp. And there were four different articles about the offensive line and just, you know, being individuals or how that unit is improved, whatever. So what have been some kind of the main takeaways uh, from that offensive line and how they've looked so far? Yeah, and I'm glad you said that. I should be ashamed of myself for not bringing up that offensive line and everything I'm talking about. Sometimes you take that for granted. You yeah. know, you get excited about the quarterbacks, the receivers, the running backs, the skill positions, right? The guys who are coming up with all the stats. 
well, none of that's possible without an offensive line blocking and setting the tone for these guys. And that's really the backbone of this Arkansas Razorback team. I really believe that. You know, you got four starters back. Uh, you know, Ricky Stromberg, Bo Wimmer, Brady Latham, Dalton Wagner. All those guys have played together and, and been impact pieces for the Razorbacks for multiple years. Uh, and that cohesion is huge. And so those guys have really been standouts throughout the course of camp. You know, Luke Jones is a guy, transferred from Notre Dame. He's been in the program for several years. He's kind of been a rover. Uh, he's never really been a full-time starter. He's played a lot of different positions on that offensive line, but it sounds like he's really settling in nicely, uh, filling in uh, the shoes of Myron Cunningham over there at left tackle. We know how important that position is. Uh, and then a guy like Tykees Crawford, uh, you know, big, physical, athletic. He's kind of a, a freak of nature when you look at him. Big old dude. He's 6'5", 325 pounds. He can move. You know, and, and Sam Pittman said, hey, you know, this guy's really good. We've got to find a place for him to play. So he's been working out over there on the right side. I wouldn't be surprised at some point in the, over the course of the season if he kind of supplants maybe a Dalton Wagner at right tackle or, or finds himself a spot uh, as a starter on that offensive line. So they've got a lot of size, a lot of veteran experience. These guys are tough, physical, hard-nosed, uh, and they set the tone, and they've really done a nice job, and it should be no surprise under Sam Pittman uh, that they are building a lot of quality depth there, too. So, yeah, offensive line has been really impressive, uh, maybe one of the more impressive position groups throughout camp. Yesterday we did get our first uh, batch of the AP poll rankings. Uh, obviously, we, we, you know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. You can't put a whole lot of stock into a lot of these preseason accolades and awards, but uh, Arkansas was the fourth-highest-ranked uh, SEC team in that poll, clocking in at number 19. So, you think that's about right, too high, too low? Where do you kind of make of uh, Arkansas being at 19? You know, I think that's about right. I, I do. I, I like that spot for Arkansas. You know, it's been several, several years since Arkansas has been ranked in the preseason AP poll. So, uh, you know, just getting that recognition alone, I think it says a lot about the program and how yep. far they've come from where they were maybe a few years ago. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think for a lot of the reasons that we've talked about so far on this call today, you know, when you've got so much coming back on your offensive line, when you had your starting quarterback back, who's, you know, obviously uh, coming off of a really strong season, you've got a stable of running backs, you know, coming back, and, and all those guys combined uh, for a rushing attack that led the Power Five last year. So that, that's a pretty good start right there. Uh, you know, when you've got a guy like a bumper pool and a Jalen Canelon kind of coming back to anchor that defense as guys who have been highly productive, You've been leaders on on that side of the ball, and then when you have the continuity that Arkansas does, not just with Sam Pittman, uh, but the coordinators Barry Odom, Kendall Bryles, guys that we'll yeah. finally get to talk to over the course of the next couple of days. Uh, there's just a lot of continuity there, uh, a lot of cohesion. There's good vibes around this Razorback program. I, I think people see that this is a team uh, that's building depth. They've got some talent, and, and they're on the rise. So I do think that they're a top 25 team. And you go, you go and look through the rest of the AP poll, and you're going to see a lot of teams uh, also ranked in there that Arkansas plays, uh, and so that factors into yeah. it too. You know, they might be better than last season, have a worse record based on the schedule that they have, but uh, this is a quality program. It's good to see them in there ranked, and, and I think they're in store for a good year. Well, uh, busy time right now as we're a couple of weeks out from the start of uh, college football season. So, Curtis, what can our listeners find right now at HawkSports.com? Yeah, just a ton going on. You know, we went we went wall to wall with the coverage for Arkansas's foreign tour, and you know, people had to pay to stream those games. A lot of them were you know played uh, in the middle of the day while people were yep. at work. So you know, if you're someone who wants to get caught up on that or, or maybe relive the action, 
I'd strongly suggest hopping on hogsports.com, going to our, to our Arkansas uh, Foreign Tour HQ. We've linked more than 30 stories that we put out for those four games. Uh, easy access for you there, videos of all the press conferences. If you need to get a hoops fix, man, and then everything going on with football. Like I said, over the course of the next few days here, we're going to be able to talk to Kendall Bryles, Barry Odom, Scott Fountain, all of Arkansas's coordinators. Uh, should be able to get a lot of nice tidbits from that. And then the second scrimmage, uh, fall camp, comes up on Saturday, and obviously we'll have you covered there over at Hog Sports. Well, Curtis, as always, uh, appreciate the time. Good to catch up and uh, look forward to talking next week. That sounds great. We'll talk soon. All right, sounds good. That's Curtis Wilkerson over at hogsports.com getting us caught up on all the latest in terms of uh, Arkansas football and the men's basketball for tour. Joining us on... The Right Fiber Hotline by Ritter Communications. Right Fiber is an internet provider, different in all the right ways, with no contracts, no hidden fees, and unlimited data. Check availability for your area at rightfiber.com. We will step aside, take a timeout, come back to close out the show after this on the ticket. Our advice, just take the over. I think it's safe to say that I won the bet. More of the setup is coming up next on the Ticket Radio Network. Cattle prices still up. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB Market Countdown. September corn at 611 down 15 and 3 quarters. We December corn at 610 and a quarter down 18. September soybeans at 1454 and a quarter down 39 and 3 quarters. November soybeans at 1381 down 31 and a quarter. September wheat at 786 down 14 and 3 quarters. We December wheat at 802 and 3 quarters down 15. October cotton at 122.25 up 281. We December cotton at 116.85 up 326. September rice at 1690 down 17 and a half. With November rice at 1719 down 17. Moving on to livestock now, August live cattle 141.30 up 155 with October live cattle 145.67 and a half up 187 and a half. August feeder cattle 181.52 and a half up 160. September feeder cattle 185.47 and a half up 247 and a half. October lane hogs at 96.57 and a half down $4 with December hogs at 87.70 down 315. That's your EAB Market Countdown, and I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day. Today's cereal plant breeders' efforts now contribute up to 70% of your farm yields, up from 50% via better plant genetic potential. The Seed Innovation Protection Alliance member companies want to earn your business as they reinvest 15% of their sales into better genetics with new traits for higher yield, improved end-use quality, and crop vigor for a changing environment. Join us in reinvesting in your future. Buy new, professionally produced seed from authorized seed companies and dealers. To report a seed infringement, call 1-844-SEED-TIP. Here's farmer and landowner John Prue. We purchased the land about three years ago and there was an old farmstead on there with trees. We were going to clear the land so we could farm through it. We thought we knew where the pipe was, but we didn't call to get it located. The work on our property led to the damage of a light crude pipeline. Fortunately, no one was hurt, but it could have been much worse. Never assume the location or depth of underground lines. Always call 811 or visit clickbeforeyoudig.com before you start work. A message from the Pipeline Operators for Ag Safety Campaign. Hey farmers, WT Equipment in Jonesboro and Pocahontas is open and ready to equip the farmers of Northeast Arkansas. Having a hard time locating available equipment prior to year's end? Do you need to upgrade your tractors, combines, or sprayer to be prepared for the 22 crop year? At WT Equipment, we have both new and pre-owned New Holland T9, T8, T7, and T6 tractors available for sale now. Range from 125 to 620 horsepower. Both new and pre-owned New Holland CR. 
PR combines also available now. New Holland SP model sprayers ready to roll now. Be prepared for the 22 crop year. Come see us at WT Equipment in Jonesboro or Pocahontas. To speak with our sales department in Jonesboro, call 870-972-5522. That's 870-972-5522. For Pocahontas, call 870-892-5254. That's 870-892-5254. Or visit our website at wtequip.com. WT Equipment, let's get it done. At Gazaway Ace on Kings Highway in Paragold and Hilltop in Jonesboro, we have you covered whatever the project. Gazaway Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks in your neighborhood. Grilling season is here, and Gazaway Ace is your outdoor cooking headquarters with name brands like Traeger, Weber, The Big Green Egg, and Blackstone. Get free assembly and free delivery now at Gazaway Ace on Hilltop in Jonesboro and Gazaway Ace on Kings Highway in Paragold. Gazaway Ace is the place you want to go. Go, Gazaway. Farmers and Merchants Bank announces the lobby of our new branch in Jonesboro is now open. The drive-thru is an MVP center with live video tellers 7 to 7 weekdays and 9 till noon on Saturdays. So in addition to our beautiful bank on Highland, you can also visit our new branch at the corner of Southwest Drive and Parker. More MVPs, more ATMs, more me banking at Farmers and Merchants Bank. Member FDIC. Timeout's over, and we're going to the full court press. Now, let's get back to the setup on the Ticket Radio Network. All right, welcome back here on the setup as we continue along on a Tuesday edition of the show here on the Ticket Radio Network. Uh, thanks to our friend Curtis Wilkerson over at honksports.com for hopping on for a visit. Uh, if you missed any of that, you can catch it following the program, soundcloud.com slash 95.3 The Ticket, or wherever you get podcasts by searching for The Setup. Uh, talked about it to start the show about how today was the big meeting between uh, all of the powers that be in the PGA Tour to try and figure out how they want to stop Liv. Uh, Tiger Woods has apparently just arrived in Philly, stepped off the jet to head down to the BMW Championship. Uh, there were two observations from that video. Number one, he looks like he can barely walk. And number two, even after what happened last February... He is still driving himself, uh, and it appears that he is driving in a car by himself. So, uh, or no, I guess I guess Ricky Fowler's with him, but still, Tiger Woods is driving himself, which I would think should never happen ever again. But, anyways, there you go. Tiger Woods and Ricky Fowler are both at uh, both in Philadelphia, heading to the meeting of the minds, which I guess is like tonight or tomorrow or something. I don't know. Uh, it will be interesting to see if what they get accomplished there and if we start seeing some form of action taken against uh, guys that join the Live Tour over the course of the next few days. Because really, at this point, the only thing you could do is get all of the majors on board to prohibit guys who are on the Live Tour from playing in them. Because at this point, uh, that's the only that's the only way you are probably going to get guys who are either on the fence about it or guys who are either already in live to defect and come back to the PGA Tour because they aren't coming back to play 30 events a year and have to play in the playoff and all that when they could 
take whatever signing bonus they got, like in Dustin Johnson's case, $175 million, plus when, if they win a tournament, get 5 or $6 million, whatever the outrageous uh whatever the outrageous uh, total is for the winner, uh, and play against weaker competition and not have to play as much, right? So your only hope is that the majors prohibit them from playing. And some of the guys will probably still be on the the live tour, if that's the case. Um, I would be shocked if Dustin Johnson ever comes back to the PGA Tour. Um, I would I'd probably be pretty shocked if Brooks Kepka does. But now, I do think a guy like Bryson DeChambeau, if somebody tells him he can't play in the majors, might come back to the PGA Tour. I think he could be one. But like Kepka and Johnson, they're like they're done. They they took so much money to even first off to even join the live. And then second off, like they are the two best players probably in live. So they are going to make so much money. And they've already won majors, so they probably don't even need it at this point. But uh it is it is going to be interesting to see what uh what comes of that over the course of the next uh, over the course of the next uh, day or two with um, with the big meeting going on at the BMW uh, Championship? Uh, in terms of other a couple of other things before we get out of here. First off, uh, I guess this affects a state a little bit. Uh, their week two. Is that right? Week two opponent, Ohio State, yep. has lost uh, their running back for the year. Evan Pryor will miss the season after suffering a knee injury in practice. So uh, he was set to be, I think, the number two running back for Ohio State this year. So uh, one of the top two running backs for Ohio State is out for the year with a knee injury. Mm. So uh, I'm sure they have. Four of the plenty guys of, behind him that are yeah. probably really good, but plenty of backs. Uh, their their number two <laughs> running back is now out for for the year. Obviously, that's a team that A State will take on uh, in week two in uh, Columbus, uh, Ohio. So that was uh, that was some news that came out a little bit earlier um, today as as well. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? Uh, I did see yesterday. Interesting that the NIT finals are apparently no longer going to be played at at Madison Square Garden. At least the next two years. So, yeah, they announced the next two years for the NIT finals. And I I guess I somewhat remember last year them talking about it maybe being the last time in Madison Square Garden. But, like, I, you know, I don't pay enough attention to the the NIT to, uh, to remember. But, apparently now... This year, it's going to be in Las Vegas, and in 2024, it is going to be uh, at Hinkle Fieldhouse in in Indianapolis. So, for the next two years, uh, the finals are not going to be at Madison Square Garden. Apparently, the decision was mutual between the NCAA and Madison Square Garden, which, from MSG's standpoint, I would rather just have that weekend to book concerts or have the Knicks at home or whatever uh, because you look on TV and they are not packing that thing or even coming close to it. So I wonder how much of a uh, how much of a decision this was by Madison Square Garden as opposed to the NCAA. But uh, the NIT Finals no longer going to be played inside uh, Madison, Madison Square Garden at least um, at least right now. So. All right, that does it for us today. Thanks to Curtis Wilkerson for hopping on at 2.30. If you missed any of that, it'll be up following the program, soundcloud.com slash 95.3 The Ticket. 
Uh, the Drive with Brown Bobo is next from 3 to 6. Tomorrow morning, 7 to 10, the front row with Pedro. 10 to 12, Red Wolf Roll Call. 12 to 2, the Workday Red Zone. Get you back to us tomorrow from 2 to 3. So until then, for Will, I'm Cade. So long. Have a great Tuesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow.